Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You have to believe that you can do something that nobody else has done. And somehow that concept has to become reality. Somebody's got to make the play to stop this draft. That last run, in fact, again, they push the pile for the first. You're listening to No Fly Zone Radio with Victor Green. Welcome to the No Fly Zone Radio Show, all the way from across the pond. Here are your hosts, Biff Sweeney and Richard Kinley. Welcome to No Fly Zone Radio. I'm your host, Biff Sweeney. I'm joined here by my good friend and draft tech analyst, Rich Tinley. Um, Jets come off uh, another tough win. 16 points to nine away on the road to the Broncos. Tough outing. Jets are after losing two of their main um, offensive weapons uh, for the rest of the season. AVT and um, we got the running back, Bryce Hall, out with his knee. One with an elbow, one with, no, one with a tricep tear, one with a, his knee. Tough look. Jets also made a trade for um, Robinson, the running back from Jaguars. He's a pretty good guy. I, I liked what he done with the Jaguars. Not the same kind of guy as Brees, but near enough. Look, it is what it is. Um, everybody gets injuries and we'll still have to find a way to win. Um, okay, Rich, how's things? Yeah, I'm good, Ian. Uh, five and two, you kind of can't complain. We're probably going to for a little bit of this show, I guess. But uh, that being the fourth one is the two injuries. Yeah, like gotten for both the guys. Like they were probably the two linchpins of the offense, the two reliable kind of pieces there that we've had through the four seven weeks to see, I suppose, Tucker's kind of versatility there and like not missing a beat was. You know, like, that was great to have that at your disposal. I'm not going to lie. And then just how Brees Hall, like, was taking the NFL by storm. Like, the guy's going to be a superstar, I feel. Like, remember when we were talking about a couple of years ago when we traded for Bell and we were like, well, no, because he's kind of... But this is the kind of impact that trade should have had, if you get me. Do you know what I mean? We're we're kind of getting... um, Le'Veon Bell before his prime here with Brees Hall, and I think he's probably going to be a lot better too, if I'm being honest. But uh, yeah, I think he's a tougher yeah, like player. Yeah, to lose both of them. Yeah, sorry, tougher player. 
Yeah, like uh, he just has that it factor. You know, yeah. he, he, when you just look, you just know he's kind of a second ahead of he's processing information nearly faster than everyone else on the field and can sort of see a way through where sometimes you'd look and there's not one, you know? So, yeah, like his vision, his uh, breakaway speed, all of it, like he just loses his class and it's great to see him in a Jets jersey, but yeah, gutting to lose him for the season. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, I thought the defence now, up, up against the number three defence in the NFL, I thought our defence looked an awful lot better than their defence. Um, I thought Sauce, another big, big game with Sauce. Um, tackles were going in. The D-line was getting pressure. Um, Reed, Reed was very good as well. Um, I just thought uh, on defence we were very, very good. On offence, I thought we were spluttering. Um, I thought there was some good things on offence, but the defence carried us through this win. Um I know Zach is after coming off a, a lot of heat from that game, but in fairness, he's he's still learning his trade. He's hasn't played a full season yet. He's on his second season. Um, he had a few passes with which concerned me that with his accuracy, but like that, he'll go away. He'll, he'll knuckle down in the in, in training. Um, the train fixed up. Look, it's good to see Mims there as well. Mims was involved in the touchdown. Great block. Yeah. Do you feel, uh, Ian, I got, just got this feeling watching Zach Wilson this weekend that he was nearly almost too aware of the, the pressure that was coming and he was moving too fast off his spot or uh, he was moving too fast out of the pocket and then in turn everything was breaking down a lot faster because of that. And I'm not saying he did it the whole time, but I did notice it a couple of times where I felt... He could have stayed there about a second, second and a half longer before we needed to move. Do you know that type of way he was doing a lot of what I would call preemptive, uh, like movement, shall we say? Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure, but um, the only thing is, uh, for a plus in my eyes, when he did roll out, he was very slippery and he threw the ball away. He didn't take them big sacks he would have took last year, and I don't know if you remember Geno Smith. When Gina Smith done that for the Jets, he got sacked way, way back. Caused yard, yard. Um, but yeah, look, special teams were s- spectacular as well. I think they've been very, very good from, uh, apart from the first the game. The kicker was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the kicker's exactly. been amazing. Like, he's kept us in it. Like, uh, like again, like, I don't want to, I don't want to kind of harp on to go back to Zach Wilson, but, I think kind of moving forward, Ian, like you, you can't have many days like that. Like, no. you know, you bring the right tool to, to do the job and maybe running the ball and keeping Denver off the field and things like that. Like you're playing up with that altitude as well, which we spoke of. So, you know, I'm not like, how would you say, criticizing because obviously we got the win. Like, and I was looking at like through the um, passing yardage this week of like the top quarterbacks and, Two quarterbacks had over 400 yards, Mahomes and Joe Burrows, and then another three guys, so five in total, had over 300 yards. But the other guys that had the, the 300 yard games all lost. Yeah. Like, you know, this, like having Rich, 300 yards in a game doesn't guarantee a win. Like The other thing on this win on the road, and I know it wasn't spectacular, but the, at the end of the day, 
Jets went on the road last year with Zach, lost 27. Yeah. So going to going going to Denver and winning is a plus in my eyes. Um, on the road again, they, they haven't lost on the road. Um, the other thing is like I think they're going home met life against Patriots this week. I'm looking forward to seeing it because Matt um, Matt Jones came back at about six snaps and whipped them off the field for Zappi again. The only thing is, and I said it during the week, Zappi actually reminds me of the same quarterback we faced last week. He's got that quick snap. Gets the ball up quick. So, I kind of might have wanted to face Mac Jones from Bananas because so did I. Zappy looks like he's got a bit of chemistry with with a few of the guys there, and like I seen like talk of them saying like the Patriots all like suck and stuff like that. I kind of swap hours with theirs tomorrow, you know. Like they they seem to have a bit more stability at positions that we don't have. Uh, yeah, they mightn't be doing a wonderful job, but that could be a lot to do with like the inexperience and the change of quarterback and all of that type of stuff. I know they look to be look like they they're blocking pretty well for the run game. That uh, guy Stevenson is that his name? The player, yeah, the running back. It's a pretty dangerous character as well. Like uh, I've been impressed with what I saw of him. And yeah, you're right. Like you, uh, we're unbeaten away from home. You, you know. Bad teams don't do that with bad quarterbacks. I think, uh, you know, where you can kind of look to sort of Zach Wilson saving grace over the the time he's been there. Like this season is that he has predominantly finished the game stronger than he started. He's led a couple of nice quarter drives for comeback wins. Uh, and he has made the sort of difference in the skill levels via extra stats or whatever so far this year. But in terms of the smart levels, I think you're right. Yeah, Geno Smith would have taken a sack way back in the day and we would have lost a load of yardage. So from a smartness standpoint, I think Zach has shown his improvement there. And also, uh, you know, sometimes when you feel like it's not going your way, you, you take additional risks and then you end up showing one or two picks and it ends up being a terrible day for you. I think that's kind of what's wrong with Jet fans who are complaining about Zach Wilson at the minute, is that he's not actually making the mistakes to point to. You know, because like not making mistakes is a very big plus for a year or two quarterback. Like if he finishes the season with four or five interceptions, like even only after missing the first three games, but like if he if he finishes in single digit interceptions, that's Great numbers for a second-year quarterback, no matter how many times you've thrown the ball. Like, if you've played 14 games or 13 games and have less than 10 picks for a year or two, like that, that's a very, very good sign, you know? And again, yeah, I think offensively we do need to be doing more. I think our line needs to be doing more. But yeah, I think uh, I'm not as confident given the two injuries uh, against the Patriots this weekend as I probably would have been. Yeah. Uh, what's your thoughts on the trade? Uh, Jets traded... Uh... Six round pick for um, James Robinson, the running back. Now, if, if you look at it closely, they basically traded uh, Blake Cashman, the linebacker. That's the pick that they, they got in return for uh, Blake Cashman, the six round pick. So they basically traded that mm-hmm. to um, James Robinson. He's he's a tough runner for me. Yeah, I like the I like the pick up. I think he's uh, 
he's not like identical to Brees Hall, but I think I would just say the offense that we have is set up for this guy to be successful if he's fit enough and you know recovered from injury. I think uh, the playbook that we have will suit him. I think the holes that have been made for Brees Hall, this guy can kind of get through as well. You might. Still, I think uh, this guy can be kind of a, a very good sort of replacement for him. So, yeah, I, I like the trade sixth round. What are you going to find in the sixth round? Exactly. Not a lot, really, you know, and it, it, it can go up to a fifth. If you, so I'm assuming he has to, like, do well. So if he does well, I think we'd be okay with giving up a fifth round pick, too. Like, it's yeah. all about progressing. And I think, you know, like, the Jets need to continue progressing the run game this year, even without Brees Hall, whether that be, like making us look like, yeah, we're the type of team that's going to run the ball a lot. Like, our offense is looking quite similar to San Francisco when you, like, think about, like, what they did a couple of years ago, where yeah. running the ball is a priority. And, and it's starting to look like that was in terms of the players we're bringing in. And that trade, I think, is just another example of that they want to stick with it. And Zach Wilson kind of uh, will be secondary to a, a very good run game or, or any quarterback for Robert Salah for that matter. I think uh, Salah's success is strong defense, run the ball, and if you've got a really good quarterback to go along with that, you know, you'd be a hard team to be. Yeah, and the other thing I want to ask you was, what's your thoughts on the Elijah Moore situation? He is back at training. Um, he was excluded from the game up in Denver at the weekend, which I thought was the right decision. Um, like if you want players to play for you, you want them with their head screwed on, their head in the game. So I thought it was great. Uh, it was a great thing for Salah to leave Mahomes, so he can uh, reflect on his mistaken, mistaken um decision to look for a trade because basically through his toys out of pram. Um. So yeah, what's your thoughts? I think it's we need him back. Uh, like, I suppose maybe just to highlight the difference between Mims and him, like uh, the difference in reaction. Like, I think everybody wanted to pack Mims's bag. There was a lot more defense to Elijah Moore as he was young and things like that. And I could kind of feel that myself because, yeah, Elijah Moore has proven a lot more as a second round pick this early than, than Mims has. Um, look, I think somebody was probably maybe in his ear and giving him a bit of bad information. And like, I don't see how, you know, not getting a target for one game as go and then handing in a trade request is going to endear you to any new employers. Uh, that kind of sort of spells troublemakers, I would assume, to most teams. You know, like, uh, he's just a talented guy, but and the offense could really do with him. And for him to buy in, like, he, I was looking at... Um, the program won Jets drive like uh, as the season was starting and things like that. And he looked very pumped with him and Garrett Wilson there. That didn't look to be any type of jealousy. It was more like he was ready for the both of those guys to kind of elevate each other was kind of how it came across. So to see it happening was a surprise. But because then, yeah, that did show a bit of change in attitude from what he showed on, on that show. But yeah, we do need him back. And as long as his head is right, I hope like Salah and whoever else he might need to talk to uh, the offensive coordinator in terms of like, 
you know, keeping the faith that the ball will come his way. Like that's kind of a message that'll have to come from him. Also, maybe from Zach Wilson, you know, like it can be looked at, I suppose, as a bit of a reflection on the quarterback too that's throwing him the ball because he's not getting the targets from that guy. Uh, so, yeah, like that kind of maybe needs to be a bit of an olive branch there between both guys as well to continue, I suppose, developing that chemistry and for Wilson to be encouraged uh, in developing that chemistry because, you know, the reality is, is what you want is more and Wilson to be those two guys for a good few years and be them sort of uh, reliable targets for, for Wilson to grow and hopefully win us a yeah, few but, uh, games and a few playoff games in the years to come. Also, the offensive coordinator to put him in the right position. Like, for, for me, having him on the side as a wide receiver going up against bigger guys... I'd rather see him in the slot because he's a dirty kind of guy. He is tough, but he is small. And I'd rather see him be more comfortable in the slot than out wide. I don't mind him going out wide the other time. But um, the other thing is, and I said it the last couple of weeks about the offensive plays, an awful lot of the routes, their long routes. Um, eight yards plus, ten yards plus. Um, I've seen a couple of shorter routes to um, the slot receiver last week, but look, I think when you're playing a serious defense, you need to get in some um, shorter throws, get the DBs to come up closer to the line of scrimmage and then hit them long. Mix it up. Yeah, and like I suppose as well, like when you look at like the O line been down another member there as well. I kind of would like to see this week a bit more of a movement uh, on the line and passing, like moving the pocket, making the pass rush that bit more difficult to to get home. Because obviously the pass rush sets off though trying to hit that point behind the centre, shall we say? So like. Maybe taking a couple of the pass rushes out, moving the pocket gives them a bit more time moving forward. Uh, and then, yeah, just to see Michael Carter, I'm sure, will be probably the guy that will be handed the ball for the majority of the snaps. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the new guy does. And also just in general, how we look on the O-line again, because we are kind of down to our bare bones and I don't think we can survive many more injuries or, or hits and... I think you, you can see that in the kind of the penalty count as well going up. Uh, people getting a bit more antsy on the line, jumping a little bit earlier and just a few more flags than the first few weeks. You know, th- those guys who aren't used to the timing of things been a bit off and things like that. So, yeah, there were a lot of things, I think, even though the five and two, they have to be working hard on fixing a lot of stuff as well, which is kind of great. Like, fixing and still winning that many games is a is a really really nice problem to have particularly when you don't see this sort of end year as the goal like you know I think uh, you've got the whole sort of tenure of uh, Wilson there a quarterback for his rookie duration to kind of build around and hope by the end of it you do get to see a, a Super Bowl and win one but yeah, I think that's kind of what you need for me is uh, get the O-line moving a bit more this weekend to kind of cover any of the frailties and maybe 
Wilson a bit more time so he can satisfy guys like Elijah Moore and give him that additional second or two to get that open and find a bit of space. But yeah, I'd play him in the slot too. I think Wilson and Davis on the outside vote like as a one and a two, like the good size out there. And yeah, I think you could see Barrios and Moore like sort of uh, doing good inside, like uh, in the middle of the field. I think Bolt would be good at finding zones to sit down in and hopefully make a few things happen after the catch. Yeah. Um, would you make another, try and make another trade now after or after the game? Because the deadline's coming up now. For me, if you are to make a trade, it'd have to be offensive line. But if you are, people are going to look for big, you know, something big. Well, it would depend on the, like, if the player was still in the rook, like, let's just say we were trading for a year or two guy that looks like a decent guard or right tackle or something like that, then yeah, if he was an old guy without, like, a lot of longevity, then. I don't think I would trade future for now because I don't see the Super Bowl or as the end goal here. I do think it's more keep building, like, you know, and adding, I think, like, bringing in the running back to keep the running game going is a smart move. And, like, he's young. He sort of fits that bill of a guy that's got a lot of, like, years ahead of them that we can introduce into the off could be that kind of like safety sort of net should Carter or Hall go down in future years or if one of them don't walk out as planned then he continues on what type of form he's shown since he entered the league so I do like that trade again it would be have to be something like that where you know that we were trading for a right tackle that was maybe in the 24 to 26 year old range that was cheap enough for a couple more seasons to, and to be kind of there for maybe five years. You know, I wouldn't want to be just trading for an O-lineman to fix something immediate now. Yeah, do the other thing about offensive linemen. They don't grow on trees, so teams don't like to give them away. Um, all right, let's have a look at the New England game um, coming up in MetLife this week. Uh, Jets are now underdogs yet again. Um, that doesn't bother me. Actually, rather that the Jets are underdogs. Uh, there's the question mark over the quarterback situation with New England. Their offense is slow and pedestrian. They have an offensive coordinator as their um, a defensive coordinator as their offensive coordinator. Their defense is not too bad, but they have a hell of a Defensive coordinator there, it's her head coach that is basically like freaking Darth Vader. Oh, Yoda. He dresses like Yoda. Yeah. Uh, for me, the game comes down to how we do. Like, um, if we can stop the Patriots running the football and don't make any mistakes, I think we'll win. I think if we stop the Patriots running the football and actually play well on all offense, We'll annihilate them, <laughs> but I just don't think we have the sort of tools at the minute to play really, really well. And so I think it could be a, a bit of a slog and a grind uh, this week. It's it's actually live on Sky Sports, which is nice this week, so we won't have to tune into a stream. But yeah, yeah it's uh, I kind of lost a bit of yeah, I kind of lost a bit of like how to say uh, confidence in 
our chances this week from last week, shall we say. If we were entering the, the game with Tucker and Paul still fit and available, it would be a no-brainer. But I think with those two absences on offence, just makes how we're going to perform on that side of the ball a bit questionable for me because, you know, I think we'll be doing well to not make mistakes. And I think mistakes are the things that have cost us in the past and we haven't been making any and winning game. I mean, even though we haven't been playing or somebody mightn't have been playing up to like the standard we expect, even though they're not playing to that standard, they're not making mistakes. And yeah, I just think with a few more guys missing, there's maybe a few chances that needed to be taken to, you know, get something going on offense because yeah, it's one thing to play like that away from home. My worry is if they play like that at home and even still win, like strange as it may seem, like the team who had like perennial top five picks for the last couple of years could technically boo the team sitting at six and two if they beat the Patriots a bit crappy, but you know, <laughs> crazy to think. Yeah, um, well, look, if for me, if the Jets can turn around and play on defense the way they played the last couple of weeks. Um, the offense just cut down on the mistakes and cut down on the flags because most of the flags came from the offense uh, in Denver and especially Brown on the left tackle, he three or four. So if we can cut down on the flags, cut down on the mistakes on uh, offense, I think Jessica can win this. Look like he quit for me in the tall quarter of the game <laughs> during oh. the Denver game. Oh. Like, yeah, Dwayne Brown, the left tackle. Oh. Like I've seen bits where he was just like literally standing there or looking around them as it, people ghosted past them. So yeah, he needs a huge improvement. Uh, yeah, he casts with penalties as well, and yeah, he was kind of overlooked with the kind of negative. But for me, I thought he was one of the serious underperformers, and that needs to change for us to get a win too. So um, yeah. Look, it's always going to be difficult when you come up against Bill Valachek. Um, yeah. The uncertainty of quarterback, you know, it kind of means we have to prepare for two quarterbacks, yeah. you know, which was probably going to be the likelihood given last week's game anyway. Yeah. It hasn't that, like, Valachek could start again with Jones this week and bring the other guy in or vice versa if, like, nothing's happening with with Zeppi, then they have to bring Jones back in really if they have a chance of winning the game and he's just not doing it. Like uh but I'm kinda of hoping that like yeah this new guy comes in or cat or breaks one and you know we maybe go up two scores early and we do enough to grind it down and the defense plays well, stops their run game. Like their run game is actually quite underrated like from what I've seen. They bounce balls very well to the outside when they look like they're running like up the you know, maybe the tree hole there, then they bounce it complete to the outside when everybody's sucked in. And, you know, they've hedged and they've looked good on a lot of occasions that I've seen them. So that's kind of my worry. Uh, I do think the linebackers for us have been playing very well, but like uh, they've been probably, you know, a turn for us before the start of the season with regards to what we were going to get given last year's play. I think Quincy Williams has been very, very good. He's been all over the place. I think Alexander as well has set the tone on occasions with some serious hits and like sheddings of blocks. And CJ Mosey yeah, has been reading the game very, very well. But I think those three guys need to be 
100% wired in for this weekend for us to get the win. And the D-line, I think, will have a good battle too. I think we'll get a little bit of success. The more we can fluster either quarterback with whatever kind of looks we're bringing, the yeah. better. I honestly but yeah, like that our linebackers could have a really good day in this game because for me, I think Quincy Williams could be the key in this game because he absolutely has light pace. Um, and he hits like a steam train. But like that, who laid the biggest hit last week was Reed on uh, on the wide receiver, Judy. Absolutely nearly knocked him over his boots. Reed has been very good. Now. Like yeah. uh, we, The camera's kind of all on Saskia. And they're on, like, rightfully so. I think he's been excellent too. But I think we're kind of like forgetting how good Reed has been. Like he... He's equally been there or thereabouts on everything, even that has he's given up. He hasn't been far away. And yeah, he always looks like he's ready to pick the ball off too. He's doing the right, he's got the right technique for coverage and getting the head round. And he seems to be reading the quarterback very well and, and the wide receiver. So yeah, I've been very, very impressed with him. Like the duo itself been excellent. Uh, yeah, like we look like we've Definitely got a top 10 defense at the minute, maybe top yeah. five. You know, um, I think what it is is just the consistency level. We need to keep showing it week in, week out, you know. And But the defense kind of needs to start asking the offense questions too. Like that, that's going to be an important role, I feel, for the yeah. defense. As much as what they do out on the field, it's like, hey, we can't be, you know, dragging you along every week. You only need come out and maybe throw for 300 yards, three touchdowns and run one or two in as well yeah. so that they can have a kind of a an off quarter, you know, and maybe concede yeah. two touchdowns. So, but th- this yeah, reminds, we, just, we don't have a lot of leeway, you know. This reminds me of kind of the Rex, Rex Ryan day, early days with the Jets. Like the ward blistering on offense with Jet, the defense was stellar. So the, uh, any games, the weren't high, high score games. I think I think we had the talent on offense, but to be better. Yes. You know, I think if anything, we were held back by the coaching staff there. Like you look at would you swap that O line back then for this one now? I'd swap oh, it in a yeah. heartbeat. Like I I'd give up the entire draft for it next year, Ian. <laughs> That's been honest. Yeah. You know, you talk about like what are people worth and stuff like that. I'd give up the entire draft for that O line now. You know, it's exactly it's night and day. Like, could you imagine like growing up and uh, like Sanchez had it lucky? He, like, oh. as I said, Sanchez was a really, really bad, bad quarterback. Sam Darnold had have been drafted back then. He would have been a lot. We might have won a Super Bowl with Sam Darnold. <laughs> yeah, you know, because although he wasn't much better than Sanchez, I think with that team around them, he would have developed into a very nice player in comparison to what he was put in when he was drafted by us. Yeah. All right, uh, let's go into predictions. Uh, for this game, I want to say it, I think the Jets are going to win uh, late last week. I think it's going to be a hard-fought slogan win. Yeah, I, I'm going to go the same. Like, I'm not ultra-confident, but I do feel we have the capabilities of winning if the fan base does get behind us. So I'm going to go for a... 24 points to 14 will win. Okay, well, I'm going to go for... Uh, 20 points to 14 win. 
I didn't get that because you kind of sounded like a robot there. Yeah. This game actually could come down. This game could come down to who makes the most mistakes. You know, yeah, on exactly. offense. Exactly. So yeah, like we have to be just, you know, realize we are playing at home, but we don't need to do stupid things to please the fan base. The fan base will go yeah. home quite happy with another win. Most just of be, them will, you know. Just, just play smart football. Yeah, that's yeah. what I think. Uh, I, I think as well as that, like, uh, what gives me a bit more confidence is our offensive coordinator seems to know what he's doing. Like, he's uh, he's got a system that seems to be walking from yeah. he's got a sheet of plays there when you have the two running backs in and while Hall's gone, I think Carter isn't and will know his role in all of those things. And if the guy can come in, Robinson, and take over and grasp the plays... I think you can have similar success. Like I, I, I think those um, sort of group of plays can continue to be successful moving forward. Yeah, I tend to agree, but I still think with each game, each game I've seen from the, the offense, it still looks like he's learning on the game. They aren't learning on the job because he's so young. Yeah, but that's kind of what you have to do you, yeah. you, to survive. You know, it's, I see why he's running around like, uh, you know, running for his life. But he has to sometimes just sit there and just know that he's going to be here. Okay. I think that brings us to the show because the internet connections acting up. So it's long for me. Uh, it's long for me. Sports Social Podcast Network.